Spalding, this calls for the old Billy Barul. Welcome to the second edition of the Conquer Golf Podcast Week 2. I'm here with Kevin Noto alongside. This is Brian Thompson. And uh, just wanted to kind of recap some stuff that's going on in the golf world last week. Obviously, Justin Thomas had the big win. Um, what, what were your thoughts, Kev? What, what did you think about, about the tournament and kind of who some of the guys were that did well and didn't do as well maybe as we thought? Yeah, disappointing weekend for Tiger. Um, another... I mean, definitely not a close call, but one where you thought he put himself in the tournament, you know, after the first couple of rounds and then really, really faded. But, um, I mean, JT kind of ran away. He tends to do that occasionally. He will just separate and then kind of shut the door on everyone. Um, he's yeah. done that a couple of times lately. He's going to be a prolific front runner, I think, yeah. in his career. I mean, he's got comeback ability, but, like, he might be one of those guys that, when he tees off with the lead on Sunday, um, you know, it's not 100%, but it's close he's a to tough 100. man to catch. Yeah, for so. sure. What, what do you make of Tiger in the last, like, few weeks? Like, he's he's obviously had some, some good golf that he's played, but he hasn't he hasn't put together a 72-hole tournament yet. You know, he's he's been up there in the top 5 and 10 reasonably often. Um, but then, like... Doing stuff like he did, like but on Sunday. I mean, just look at this card. He had like two doubles, three bogeys. Um, I don't know. He's never one to be very forthcoming about injuries, but I, I kind of wonder if there's not something that's just sort of nagging him. I hope that's not true, but uh, it just seems odd. Yeah, he was looking pretty ginger, um, walking around honestly Sunday when I was watching. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, he's been playing a lot lately, which is a good treat for us. Yeah. Um, maybe he's burning out. He's always been one that, you know, liked to spread out his events, um, especially just coming back this year. Maybe maybe he's wearing down a little bit. Maybe it's not actually an injury. It's just wearing down. It's just yeah. not getting to rehab like he has been in between tournaments or w- whatever the case may be. Yeah. Yeah. So. Could be. Well, yeah. it'll be interesting. Hopefully, he's uh, getting some rest uh, the next few days, and should be interesting to see how he does uh, this coming week. Uh, before we get into to previewing the PGA Championship this week, I figured we should at least review our picks from last week. Uh, Kevin picked uh, Kevin Kistner to win, mm-hmm. which uh, he, Kevin got off to, Kistner that is, got off to a rough start, uh, <laughs> and uh, ended up T39. I picked Justin Rose, an untimely pick considering the day after we recorded, he ended up WDing with back spasms, so that'll be also an interesting one to watch this next week. Yeah. More interestingly, though, our our last place picks. <laughs> uh, I happen to pick the winner, Jocko Allures. Uh, unfortunately, Jocko, I picked you coming in dead last, and <laughs> you, uh, you came through. Did not disappoint. <laughs> came through by um, 10. Anyways, I have never heard of Jocko Lurs, and I figured that was a decent pick, and it turned out I got lucky. Um, but all the best to Jocko and his future <laughs> tournaments. 
Justin uh, Thomas beat him by 38 strokes. 38 strokes. Yes. It's like, it's almost five aside. That's a whole nine holes. A, a really terrible nine holes of golf. <laughs> but, yeah. Nine holes. Yeah. Wow, that's impressive. Yeah. yeah. My Funny thing is my last place pick beat my my winning pick this week. So, that's, uh, that's hopefully a trend we're going to have to buck. Well, I mean that that might be true of mine too. If you WD, isn't that like yeah. better than like finishing the tournament dead last? Yeah, you probably get paid yeah. worse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, any event, it's kind of fun. I'm sure we'll do that uh, this week as well. At the end of the the podcast. Um, all right, looking ahead to next week, what do you guys? What do you think, Kev? Who are who are some of your picks for for next week that you like? Um, yeah. Okay, I mean, honestly, so I was looking at the weather. I, I'm a big, for some reason, I always think about the draws morning, afternoon. It looks like the worst weather of the week is going to be that Thursday morning draw. Mm. Um, looking at the tea times, not that that influences all or anything. No, but I think you're right, though. I think that's definitely something to be aware of. Yeah, it's the big names going off in that morning wave are uh, Ricky Fowler's going off. Uh, Mickelson, Jason Day, Rory, JT, Tiger, that pairing, which is a ridiculous pairing, um, is in that morning wave. Webb Simpson, who this year is playing some good golf. Uh, those are pretty much the, the notables. There's a lot of other good players I didn't mention, but those are the ones that, like, if you were going to say who could win this week, maybe them. Um, so in lieu of that, you know, I'm kind of looking towards the afternoon for that Thursday tea time. I'm going to slightly favor them. Um, that includes DJ and Kucher if it's his time. Um, Spieth, Rom, uh, Paul Casey. Yeah. That's kind of in that afternoon wave. So, um, But in that morning is comes rain, and we all know with the rain, it tends to favor the guys who carry it a little further, and no one plays major golf on soft course is better than Rory in my mind. So even though he has that morning tee time, I don't know. The last time, where did he run away? Set the U.S. Open Congressional. Score yeah. That was... The fairways are soft. Yeah. And he doesn't have to worry about anything. And he carries it as far as anyone. And he hits driver everywhere. He does hit driver. He, he hit driver everywhere yesterday. Yeah. Or what, not yesterday. It was a Sunday. Yeah, Bridgestone. Yeah. He hits it everywhere all the time. And if it's just going to be like a dart and stick where it lands, yeah. then... Yeah, I don't know. no, it's um, it's definitely an interesting pick. He's obviously had success before at the PGA Championship, um, among other majors. Um, Ooh, looking through tee times, the 121 off hole 10 is a really special tee time. It's got uh, Y.E. Yang, Duffner, and Sean McKeel. Ooh, wow. Uh, all three. Past champions yeah, there. Yeah, blast from the past. Wow. PGA champions, but all right, go ahead. Um, all right. I Who mean, do you like? I mean, I, I think I kind of like Kepka. I know he—he's just—he's become such a solid, consistent performer, and I he know. just beats the crap out of the ball. Mentally, I feel yeah. like he believes more than anyone. Wouldn't you believe if you were Brooks yeah. Kepka? I know I would. <laughs> I mean, he's, yeah, he's so solid. Yeah, um, yeah, and he—he's one. I mean, he's—he's he's obviously he's got a great swing, but he doesn't have. Um, it's not like kind of one of these like, uh, how can I say it? It's not like this super conventional like, 
you know, picture perfect. He's Correct. got a little bit of that kind of interesting Bowie action with the left arm, but I, yeah. he just, he really just owns it. And I like that about him. You yeah, know, it's he not whips like, it around, but he's always swinging aggressive. And yeah. like, he's got that, like, he's always trying to hit the ball and do it. Like, he plays, it looks like he takes control of everything. Every swing, there's no hold back or hesitation. It's like, he owns everything that he does. Um, yeah. Which I dig. Yeah, looking from last week, some of the um, stats, looks like he, I don't know, hit the longest drive, whatever that means. But he led the field in greens and regulation. So if there's a good sign going into a major championship, that's probably, you know, one of them. Yeah. Uh, the, the other one that I really like, which is flying, there's, there's two others that I really like. It's going under the radar. Um, one, Alex Noren. I think hmm. he's a name. I feel like there's a lot of, I don't know why, I feel like a lot of European players do reasonably well in uh, in the PGA Championship, especially like you know, first few rounds. There's, it just seems like a name that would pop up there. He's obviously had some some really solid play. He's gotten himself up to 13 in the world. Like, Yeah. That's pretty good. It's really good. And, and he's, he's a guy that, you know, if you if you pay attention to golf, you know who he is, but if you don't, you you'd be probably pretty surprised to hear that he's number 13 in the world. Um, so that's one that I'm definitely looking at, uh, just looking at his most recent results. He didn't do as well last week, but before last week he had finished, uh, let's see, his last six starts, he'd finished inside the top 25, including a win in France and a T3 at the BMW PGA a few weeks before that. So he's Alex definitely Is playing. he playing mostly the Euro Tour? He's got like a combo. Um, it looks like the last month or so it's been just the majors and the European events, but he's had a couple, a couple U.S. events. He played the players in Wells Fargo, so okay. WGC events. Yeah, uh, yeah. It looks like he played the West Coast Swing um, and a little bit in Florida Swing as well. But yeah, this summer has been primarily in Europe. Uh, but definitely playing some good golf. That's one that I would be looking out for. And then the the other one that I really like. Uh, I liked him last week as well, and he got off to a little bit of a rough start. But Thorbjorn Olsen, <laughs> uh, I don't know what it is about. I just like that guy. I like his swing. I like his demeanor. He, he's definitely he's played some really solid golf um, this year. But the, I think those are my two yeah, picks. Yeah, he's I got think. a good time. Tea time. Looks like he's playing with Schwartzel and Cantley. Um, yeah, I mean he's got a great swing. Um, for people like that, it's all about confidence. So coming off his high finish, that probably bodes really well for him. Um, I mean, if I had to pick someone from over the pond, with Justin Rose hurt back, Thomas Peters jumps out at me. Um, just uh, a big, long... Yeah, just a masher. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, where he... Where I first, he turned me around was uh, Ryder Cup. Had to be, what, two years ago? Um, yeah. that was impressive what he did there. Um, but whenever I think of, I, I probably put way too much weight on it, but whenever there's 20% chance of rain every day, um, it's for sure going to rain that Thursday morning unless things change. But I just like the guys who can carry it far. Um, for me in a major, the way the conditions will be with probably thick, wet, rough, um, it's just too much to ask if you're having mid to long irons in and these other guys are getting short irons in their hands pretty often. So, um, yeah. if I was going to have to pick a favorite, I mean, I, my favorite was Justin Rose, but with the back spasms, I don't, 
I don't know. Maybe they were extremely precautionary last week. So yeah, uh, you would got to you got to believe that's probably the case, right? Is that you didn't want to push it with yeah. a major the next week? Although you know the WGC is definitely it's a worthy uh, yeah you so want to play in it. You definitely would, but um, probably in any other uh, setting, uh, you know you you probably wouldn't worry about it. But yeah, I mean I I'd have to put DJ as the favorite. Yeah, I, um, I I know I didn't mention him, but he's the guy's so good. I mean, yeah. Even like last week, you look at what he did last week. You just like snuck into the top. What was he, he tied for third? Like yeah, he could take two rounds off and then just play, play good for two days and shoot himself right back in the tournament. Yeah. Um, especially the way it happened, it wasn't like he was leading and took third. It was like he came out of nowhere and took third. So if anything, he's building confidence. Yeah, I mean, um, he was ten under on the weekend. Yeah, yeah. That's... I mean, his tee time's right. It looks like a good pairing. Um, it's far away from Tiger, which I think matters. Um, so that's an interesting thing you're saying from like a like a gallery commotion perspective, or how are you? Yeah, very much so. I the show that goes around him, some people love it. Um, like I imagine someone like Phil, you know, he loves it even more when the galleries are that much bigger and they're the hoopla and all that. But like. I don't know. And it's not like DJ doesn't draw the second biggest gallery out there. He he might very much so. But like if it's not behind him and it's a tiger bias gallery and they're just rowdier. They're just Dude, flat they're out rowdier. So rowdy. Um so I don't know. I picture it bothering him maybe a little bit more than other people. Um I, I it if nothing else, I think it's a disadvantage. Yeah. So no well, how I, you chalk it up. I don't think yeah, I would agree. It's the only person that it's an advantage for at this point is probably Tiger. Yeah, um, and exactly. and even then, uh, I'm sure there's instances like the the 72nd hole, the Open Championship this year, when that idiot is like yelling in his downswing. Mm. Um, yeah. But I'm just I'm looking at the course this week. This course looks amazing. Um, I you know Bell Reeve is course that it's got some history. It's hosted the uh, PGA Championship previously in what the early 90s. I want to say 92? it was like 90, yeah 90. Okay, I, I was thinking 91 or 92. Nick Price, if I remember correctly, was the winner back then. Who was I don't know. Definitely right. um, not a uh, not a super long hitter, but I imagine the course has, has changed a little. I'm pretty sure Nick Price wasn't playing it at 7,500 yards in 1992. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but even so, I think um, this, this looks awesome. This makes me want to like go out there. Just every hole has like a lot of character to it. There's some obviously some some good long holes. Yeah, well, we got well, the word on the street is is really bad heat waves coming through. Yeah, um, they're saying some of the greens are burnt out. So spray paint mm. um, around the edges, and um, it's like a ring around each green. They say is is like bad. So they're talking about players chipping off fringes and stuff because you're gonna want to carry the the burnt out edges. Really? So, yeah. That's unfortunate. Yeah. It was enough where I believe Golf Digest yesterday did a little story on it, and they took pictures of it, um, and some some players were talking about it. So, kind of another one of those tournaments where, hopefully, conditions don't matter. But like at the U.S. Open this year, we saw it where they played a huge factor, especially on that Saturday. Um, people made massive moves from the back of the field, and that was more like unfair conditions. But this is like. You know, uh, I see what you're compromised saying. Compromised putting greens. So, 
Yeah, um, I can see like this. These the ring here. around it. Yeah, they're yeah. burnt out, um, and they've been spray painted for to make them look better. Yeah. So, something to keep an eye on. It's it's tough to keep a course in good shapes. Uh, you know, in that that region, any anywhere in like the southeast, even Midwest, like you know, St. Louis is just it's so freaking hot. Yeah, um, you're at the mercy of you know the golf or yeah. the weather gods, but it's. Yeah, the members were saying, I was reading a little bit, and the members were saying that their course, they haven't been getting to play on the greens for months now, that they've been closed, trying to keep these things in as good a shape as they can. So basically their members haven't even been able to play for, I mean, I know that they'd put a freeze on it for a month before, but they said it's been like almost all year. They, yeah. They've kept them off because they foresaw problems like this. So, um, yeah. sad. Gosh. So, oh, this you know, so the grass, I'm just reading this article um, about the grass. They have zoysia grass um, surrounds these areas. I mean, that, that these guys are going to tear this place up. Have you ever played on zoysia grass? No, what is it? It's like, um, it's a little bit like, it's not like Kikuya, but in, in the sense, it is like it in the sense that the ball like sits up, sits up like, yeah, and just, it, you, you get like perfect lies. Yeah. And just spin city, especially if it's soft. Yeah. I mean, I, I could see somebody shooting like, well, 16 to 20 under or something like that. Especially drizzles every day so that they cannot firm it up ever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. It, well, it, yeah, I mean, although I don't know, it'll be interesting because the, it's supposed to be so hot that Is it, it's usually they have to keep what, yeah, exactly. I don't know. That could matter for who I pick too. It, it's <sighs> like, I don't know. It's going to take a lot out of these guys. Um, it seems like so. They're looking at low 90s, extreme humidity. Um, I don't know. Yeah. It's going to be wild. But just looking at the course, it it reminds me a little bit of Quail Hollow, just from like the look of it. It's like a lot of little hazards, you know, intermingled throughout the course and tree line. Yeah. Which, to your point, could be pretty good for Mr. McElroy. Or, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. Yeah. Yeah, he just Rory, likes it. Yeah, I, I, I think you're probably right. I think he's probably going to have a, a great week. Yeah, so um, another stat from last week, I was just looking him up. Driving accuracy, Kyle Stanley, 70, basically 77%, and the next closest was 66%. 77% at Firestone? That's insane. Yeah, he won by 11% essentially, and the next people are all grouped within four percentage points of each other. But it's like, wow. I don't know. That matters. So if he has confidence with driver and he's swinging it and he's outpacing the field by that much, and we all know he's not bunty um, yeah, by any means, Definitely I don't know. Not. That's going to make him sneak at least in my DraftKings lineup. So I probably won't pick him to win, but yeah, he, he'll be in the DraftKings lineup, at least one of them for sure. So. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Other things in golf? Uh, women's British Open, I guess. Uh, Georgia Ch Hall Georgia won, Hall. so that's yeah. cool. Yeah, that's good for uh, good for golf. Uh, young and then, um, from Europe. Yeah, like honestly, women's golf's been completely dominated by U.S. or Korean. Yeah, uh, I think that's generous of you to say by U.S. US. I, Lexi Thompson. <laughs> Thompson. I mean, I she's know, had kept a, us on the map. Yes, yeah. but but like. 
Stacy Lewis has a couple good years, and there's 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 U.S. players at least in the top ten of the right. world. But I mean, there hasn't been a good a good European player in. I mean, Suzanne Pedersen was probably the last really good European player, and she was probably good five. Yeah, maybe more recent than five years ago. Yeah, but yeah, that's true. But, yeah, that's still... I, I agree. That is good to see a little bit more parity in the women's game because the, the Korean players, I mean, nothing yeah. against them, but they just absolutely dom- dominated the tour. Uh, so... Yeah. It's pretty crazy. So, yeah, it's good. But moving forward, let me see. What else we got? Cover a little DraftKings? Yeah, I think so. I'm just looking at my lineup here. Um very interesting. There's a couple interesting right. players. So, worth mentioning, scrolling through here, um, we both do DraftKings because they have the the bigger prize pools, essentially. They got the $20 entry to the million for first place guaranteed. Um, I'm just going to read off the top, I don't know, a couple players here. You have Dustin Johnson at 11400 Then it goes Rory McIlroy, Jordan Spieth, which is an interesting third most expensive yeah, in my mind that really um, is. has no form coming in whatsoever um so to speak and yeah. i don't know what would make us think other than he's just a prolific winner uh next is rory and then tiger's fifth most expensive with justin thomas and brooks kepka behind him so you're talking to the most biggest tiger fans but i know it's it's that, hard to yeah. Hard to pick him when he's that expensive. Yeah. And and just given the fact that he hasn't put together, you know, a four-round tournament yet. You know, he's had usually three good rounds and then one uh, one bad round or one kind of mediocre round that kind of shoots him out of it. Um, and it's interesting, you know, he, he was playing really well on the weekends uh, earlier in the year where after kind of getting off to slower starts in the last couple of events, he's, he's gotten off to pretty good starts and then sort of uh, petered out on the weekend. Um, but yeah, you're absolutely right though about, uh, about Jordan Spieth and I'm just looking at his last like six starts. He hasn't, how bad are they? I mean, he's got one top 10 at the open championship where he really just imploded the last, last, last nine or 18. Yeah. I guess it was 18. Um, and other than that, he hasn't had a top 20 in the last, uh, since the players or the, since the masters where he, he finished third. Yeah. And it's, it's. It doesn't bode well because it's not like the thing he's known for is still there and he just needs to have a good ball striking week to get it going. It's like now he's known for his ball striking and he's not a great putter right he, now, which that, is even that, scarier. That's becoming a known thing, which is yeah. kind of interesting. Have, what, what do you think, what do you make of that? You know, if you're... Putting? Yeah. How do, how do you go from being far and away the best putter on the planet to... Having that be maybe the most suspect part of your game, and we saw that at the Open Championship where he just missed a lot of short ones. He, he's, he's not just there; he's done it kind of everywhere. Yeah, it's yeah. Missing short ones is real. Um, I mean, I think for the a couple years where his make percentage from like fifteen to twenty five feet was, you know, insane. That that to me has to be a little bit of just running good and yeah like like yeah. you know maybe for those couple years he made a little bit more than he should and these tiers it'll level out because of 
you know, the pachinko bounces that greens offer, just the inability for a human eye to get reads from, you know, 25 feet exactly perfect. Like, right. there has to be a little bit of somewhat luck in that. But, a little bit of luck. Um, I don't know. I mean, confidence is is extremely fragile. That's the only thing you could chalk it up to. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be really interesting to be a, uh, a fly on the wall between conversations with him and Cameron McCormick, mm-hmm. his coach, and, and Michael Greller, and understand what's going on there. Uh, a little more depth just seems odd that it's been such a 180. But I know him and Michael Greller have a really good relationship. Yeah. But from the outside in, and you know Spieth's a good guy, it, it doesn't look like he treats his caddy that well in a weird way. I don't know. You look at some relationships, you're like, oh, they're friends, and then you look at his, and he's always talking at him. I don't know. It's very strange. Yeah, it's it's not quite the Ricky Fowler, Joe yeah. Scavron yeah. relationship. Exactly. But, <laughs> yeah. yeah, which I think is obviously uh, you know the exception and not the rule yeah. out there. Um, but... Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't you think say that this year especially it seemed like maybe it's Jordan. Yeah, I mean, yeah. having a rough year certainly yeah. in years past, they've seemed a little bit more friendly. Yeah, after uh, not this year, the last year I went out to the waste management, uh, the Phoenix. Yep. And coming home, I flew home Sunday night and uh, into a tiny little airport in Monterey, California, and the tournament was the next week. Uh, I believe the AT and T, right? Yeah, yeah. So on our little flight, and this is a a little airline called Allegiant. They like fly cargo. It, it's pretty. It's pretty awful flight experience. Were you in the cargo hall? Of this <laughs> yeah, <flight>? exactly. <laughs> um, James Hahn was on that flight, and then Greller and his uh, wife or girlfriend, I don't know, um, was also on that flight, which was interesting. But hmm. I don't know. I was thinking to myself, like, I would think for those big stars, when they charter their jets, wouldn't they just chuck their caddy on there, too? I mean, James Hahn made sense, because I, mean, I doubt he's chartering planes and flying private, but, like, they yeah, don't, huh? interesting. Uh, maybe they don't, and maybe that's very commonplace, only, but... Only after a win, Kev. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. When NetJet splurges and gets you the extra big one. But, like, I don't know. I just, I imagine that if I had those means and I was flying private that my caddy who had to be at the course two hours earlier than I did the next day to be prepping stuff or whatever yeah would probably be on that jet with me yeah um but I don't know maybe maybe that's just commonplace all right yeah I, I don't know either all right we're coming down the wire here we need to wrap things up we need to go to our picks mm-hmm. and before we get to our picks I want to make uh, one qualifier on these picks because I do need to give a shout out to a couple of my friends who are PGA professionals who are going to be participating this week. Jason Schmoll from Windsor Golf Course uh, up in Windsor, California, and Brian Smock from Coronado Golf Course down in the uh, San Diego area. Um, there's, I'm sure there's probably a couple others uh, that I know of that are playing, but I don't think, in fairness to the PGA professionals who work, you know, 60 plus hours a week at their course back home, uh, except for Jason. Jason doesn't work at all, as he's told me before. Um, I don't think we should be picking any of them for last. We, we got, they, you can't make no, a PGA no, 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 professional no, no, no. last pick because one one of them probably will be, um, but that's okay. So, no, they're so, not. So your last pick has to be professional, a, right? You have to pick someone who plays for a living. Yes, who has a, a tour membership. Yeah, um, or at least is exempt uh, in some other fashion. 
Um, all right. So you got your one pick. No ancient past champions either. Yeah, no, Can't no ancient. Can't do the Sean McKeel. Yes, I, I agree. I agree. All right, so my pick, I'm going to pick my last place guy first. I'm going to go with, uh, see, there's some of these PGA professionals that I don't know. And last week, if I go by what I did last week and just pick the guy I don't know, I'm probably going to pick a PGA professional because there's a bunch of them that I just don't know. <laughs> Um, so I'm really trying not to. All right, I'm going to go with somebody that I sort of know of. I'm going to go with uh, Shabankar Sharma. Oh, my, my gosh. my last place pick. Wait, he was at the WGC Mexico event this year. Was he? He probably played well. And he played really well, and he got all the headlines. It's the one uh, Phil ended up winning, but yeah. Oh, man. All right. Shabankar, Bad sorry. Um... <laughs> Omar Uresti. No, is he a PGA pro? He's, he's a PGA. He's, okay, yeah, yeah. he used to be a tour pro. I know, yes, that's why. Now that's one. Okay, I, that okay. almost doesn't even really no, count. No, no, though. no, I no, think, no. I, I won't do know. that. Okay. The, to, in fairness, there were some guys on the. Uh, I, I think there were some PGA professionals that were a little bit upset that he like, you know, came back. And I, I, I don't, I don't have a problem with it. Um, I think he, he works in golf or something. So I, would it be I, bad if I picked Troy Merritt because he just had a blood clot, clot removed Friday out of his arm. Oh man, uh, that sounds bad. I mean, yeah. not like bad, like that you picked him, but bad that he had a blood clot in his arm. He said he's playing, but I don't know how you play if you got fresh stitches in your arm. So plus, when it's like a hundred degrees outside and humid. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. That seems that seems tough. All right, all right. So that's your uh, yeah. All right, Troy Merritt for you, and then I got Shapank uh, Sharma. Yeah, Mr. Sharma. I get Sharma. <laughs> All right, and now winners. All right, this is tough. This is so hard. There's like so many guys. I, we're that we not. Could win. No one can pick like DJ, right? DJ's we, off limits. I, I think the top. Yeah. Okay. DJ so, and Justin Thomas have to be off limits. Anyone okay. else is fine, but they're too like, too obvious. All right. So then, okay. How about this? How about we do this? You have to pick somebody who's outside the top 10 in the official world golf ranking. Excellent. Love it. Okay. I'm picking Tommy Fleetwood. Yeah, I love it. That's pretty funny. Um, wet conditions. It's a Webb Simpson kind of week. It kind of has a quail hollow feel. Like yeah. yeah. Brian was talking about. Um, he's a ball striker. Uh, and he's, he's not a bomber, which is what... I look for, but he hits irons well. So I think they're going to have a little bit longer in this week. He's won majors. He's tough as nails. Webb Simpson. All right. Webb Simpson. There you go. He's had a good year so far. Tommy Fleetwood for me. I think those are good picks. Yeah, I do too. All right. Well, I think that pretty much does it for us this week. But I uh, hope everybody has a good week watching the PGA Championship and uh, maybe gets out and plays a little golf while you're at it. And... We'll check in with you guys next week. Thanks for listening. See ya. I'm just sitting here in front of you guys. Talking. Just hanging out here. <laughs> <laughs>